today is going to be an awesome day. I'm excited. We are going to be uh, really kind of shifting gears coming off our last uh, sermon series, coming off What Moves You. We're going to kind of move into more of a logical uh, uh, message for the next couple weeks, but it's just because it's logical doesn't mean it's not important. Uh, and God wants to move into all areas of our lives, and so we are going to really be focusing and talking about uh, what financial freedom is and what that looks like and how we can uh, attain some financial freedom. Would anybody like some financial freedom in their lives? <laughs> A couple of amen. I'll go ahead and raise both my hands. Amen. Uh, uh, we all would like some more money, right, in our lives. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit just quickened it. You know, it can't be about the money, though. It's got to be about Him. And, and, and God, he wants, he wants us to be uh, totally free. Not just uh, spiritually free. He wants us to be free in all areas of our lives. You know, and I can stand here and I can say that uh, me, myself, and our family, and really this, our church, we have experienced uh, some levels of financial freedom. Uh, we are so blessed. Uh, but you know what? I haven't made it. I can go to the next level. I can be putting more money away. I can be setting my family up for success. And so I don't know where you are at. Maybe you are doing really awesome financially. Well, guess what? There's another, there's another place we can go. There's another level we can go. And I got really good news for you. If you're not doing so good, man, you need this message. You need this word so God can draw us out of that. Because God wants us totally free. I feel like a lot of times, you know, we, we look and see God. We look and see Jesus as, this, as being spiritual. And we want his, his love and his freedom and his forgiveness and his grace. And he's faithful and, and just to give us those things every day. But when I start talking, when you start talking about my wallet... Well, hold up, God. <laughs> I don't want you moving all up into my wallet because that's my money, right? And we're going to talk about how the money that we have is not ours, it's his. And so this, this, the next couple weeks, we're going we're to talk about budgets. We're going to talk about uh, tithing and giving and what that looks like and how we can do that and how we can attain uh, some financial freedom in our lives. So I'm excited. I hope you are too. Let's go ahead. Let's look at our first, uh, our first point there. Kicking off our message. So, so what does it mean to be financially free? This is what it means. It means we are able to live and give without the anxiety that comes from financial lack. Being, being financially free means I can live and give without being uh, uh, anxious, fearful, uh, wondering how I'm going to pay the next bill, wondering how I'm going to have gas to get to work, wondering how I'm going to have food and groceries for the kids. When I'm, when I'm not just spiritually free, but financially free through Jesus, and I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do to honor Him with what He's blessed me with, y'all, I don't have to worry and stress about how I'm going to be able to live my life. And when I'm not, when I'm not off, always worrying and, and worrying about the next dollar, how I'm going to get to the next thing or the next place, it frees me and it liberates me. And now I can, I can live and not just live, I can give freely of my time and freely of the money that God has given me. Do you know how God grows and expands His kingdom? Through the money He gives His people. I've seen and heard some statistics. Did you know that less than 10% of believers' 
faithfully tithe every week. Less than 10%. Uh, They've said if just 50% of believers would start tithing, I'm talking about the church worldwide, whether it's Catholic Church, Baptist Church, the church. Y'all, we would solve world hunger. We could cure cancer. These are real numbers. So we can't be just sitting on our walls. We can't be coming, getting filled up in church every Sunday and then, and then we don't give God a, a cent, a, a, a dollar, five dollars, fifty dollars. We have to, your first step to financial freedom, uh, it has to be uh, that you have made the decision that you are going to be a tither. And I can say that personally in my life. God did not take me to the next level ministry-wise. Uh, to the next level of being able to lead my family as a husband and as a soon-to-be father. The next level of being a pastor. Y'all expect your pastor to be faithful tithers, right? You expect that of me, of us? You know, God, ex- is there anything any different from, yeah, there's a difference between a pastor and just a, a person who comes. But God calls the same thing from you. <laughs> and so, but I can stand and testify that, you know, oh, at once I made my mind up, really made my heart up that I'm going to give God the first fruits of what I make, the 10% of what I make. If I make $500 a week, God gets $50 on the front half of that. We're going to talk about the tithe and Malachi 3.10 and what it says and the importance of doing that. But that, I can't get that to that next level of breakthrough until I make that decision in my life. And when I do that, I, I, don't, have to, I don't have to live from, from paycheck to paycheck. You know, so many people live from paycheck to paycheck. If we, it, it, you got to tell your money where to go. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't tell where to go, it'll just go. And if we start um, doing these things in our lives, y'all, we won't have to experience financial lack in our lives. Really, God wants to put our faith uh, in our finances to be with Him instead of ourselves. This is real financial freedom. <laughs> because once I put my faith in Him and know that it all comes from Him, by Him, um, and it's, money is just a tool for me to, to, to live and operate and, and nothing more. I can't chase money. I have to chase God. When I do that, I experience financial freedom. And so if I'm not free, if I don't feel free, what does that mean? That means I'm bound. So if you financially right now do not feel free, I can stand here and say, you know what, I financially feel free. Because you you know why? Because I'm a faithful tither, I'm a faithful giver, and God always meets my needs. But if I don't feel that way, that means I'm bound. And I can't live anxious-free, doubt-free, fear-free unless I step into that new place. And I feel that way when I try to control and grow my finances alone on my own with my own wisdom with the way that I see I think I need to 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 to, to do this we serve a God of order right and so we can't just go paycheck to paycheck expecting that if I don't have some kind of order if I don't define some kind of budget if I if I don't tell my money where to go I can't be successful I can't experience freedom because I haven't planned I haven't planned. There's a difference between controlling and trying to grow your own money your own way as opposed to having a plan, submitting a plan to his authority. Amen. Let's go ahead and look um, out of Deuteronomy. This is really going to be our foundational scripture. 
for our message. Good old Deuteronomy. He always lays out the promises and the plans that he has for his people, right? And so right there, 28, uh, we'll go all the way th- 1 through 8. Out of chapter 28 there, it says, So if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings. Somebody say blessings. If you obey the Lord your God. There it is. All it takes is my obedience, right? There's the key, my obedience. What do we, what do we say every week? O- obedience precedes blessing. He has the blessings, but on the front half... I have to obey and trust the Lord. Verse 3, your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offering of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Is anybody seeing a theme through this scripture? (laughs) We can have a blessed life, y'all. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction But the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything. Somebody say everything. You do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Y'all, if we trust him and obey him, all this, all these promises that he just laid out for us are for us, are for you and for me. The thing is, I have to obey and trust his ways and, and, and not just spiritually with my family and my ministries. I have to obey and trust with my wallet. And the first step of doing that is saying, God, I love you and I trust you so much that I am going to become a faithful tither every Sunday. When I do that, I can now be blessed. Because if you don't have your money uh, if you're not giving your tithe back to God, you know the tithe is actually the Lord's. Before I came a tithe, before I became a tither, I uh, <laughs> it was a process for me. I was saved for about two, one and a half years, two years before I became a faithful tither. I would just give randomly twenty dollars here, five dollars here, ten dollars there, and it was always I, I didn't want to step into that because all I could think about was the money that I was gonna lose. <laughs> I'm being real, which is that okay? Because that's how my, my unredeemed mind of Christ looks and sees it. I'm thinking, if I'm going to give $50 a week, that's, that's $200, $250 a month. And so I'm thinking of the money that I'm going to lose. And the Holy Spirit showed me, <laughs> you can't lose what ain't yours. <laughs> I can't lose what ain't mine. And when I, God said that that tithe is mine. It clicked. It made sense. And you know how good our God is? See, it's all His. The whole 100%. And do you know you can do more with that 90, that blessed 90% than you can with that whole 100% in your own control, and your own strength. And so that's what God wants us to do. If we obey and do it His way, then we can be blessed. My finances can be blessed. Let's look at that, that, first, that first point. Ties into this. So the first step of financial freedom, other than tithing, (laughs) uh, is that we have to believe. Somebody say believe. God wants us to be blessed and financially free. And so this is what I have to believe. I have to to start with my belief system. I have to say, God, I I believe that you want me to be blessed. Just as we read through Deuteronomy. uh, If I take this step of faith, 
then I will be blessed. I have to believe it and not doubt. Uh, what does the scripture say? For if the Lord is for me, who can be? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. Here's the problem. We haven't invited the spirit of the Lord into my wallet. There ain't no financial freedom because I haven't invited the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the Lord into my wallet. Jesus, come in. We need, we need to trust and believe uh, and know that we can be blessed. He wants us, wants us to be blessed. And I have to invite his spirit in so I can have freedom. Y'all, and if I really believe, if I really believe in this Jesus dude, does anybody really believe in Jesus? Some, some Holy Ghost filled up believers in the house. If I really believe, that, you know what that means? That means I have to live differently. If God so loved the world that he gave his son, his one and only, his best for me, that changes the way that I live. And that means if I believe that, why is it so hard for me to give a tithe every week? Is it really that real to me? If I'm struggling giving that every week? Because here's the thing. Uh, God says in Malachi 3.10 to test me in this. I, I tell all my friends and people at work that I love Jesus and he's so good, but I haven't tithed in six months. See, I can tell you this. When you tithe for Jesus, now it's become real. Because your money is the most real thing God can, you can test before the Lord because this, you're bound to this thing. Let's not be bound to this and that's just allow it to be a tool for God to bless us and to bless his church. Y'all, and if, uh, I hope and pray when you come that you feel excited when you come to church on Sunday. Uh, you come, I hope you get a great uh, spiritual meal. <laughs> Has anybody ever been out to eat and just, uh, it was really good and you, uh, you just said, you got up, you said, I ain't going to pay today and just walk out. What do they call that? Uh, dine and dash. God, when we come into the house of the Lord, get to worship with our family and friends, get spiritually fed for, for nourishment to get to the, through the next week of my life uh, and get connected, why do we dine and dash? God's feeding you, filling you up here in your house, and we're dining and dashing. We got to believe that He wants us to be free. And when I believe, then I live differently. Then I trust that he, he, he can bless me through my finances. Let's read Ephesians uh, 1.3. It says, All praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. God gives us, their, he gives us everything that we need through Jesus. Right there it says, that he, uh, through Jesus, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing that we need. And so, I have to believe that through Jesus, everything that I need is yes and amen. If I obey and trust the Lord. And I have to believe that, but I also have to live and I have to play my part. As a believer, I have a part to play uh, to, to, to experience, to step into that next season of financial freedom in my life. I have a, a part to play, but on the front, the front end of that, I have to believe it. I have to believe it first. It starts with 
with my belief, but it doesn't get finished till I, I get to stepping with my feet. I, I walk it out with my feet, but it has to start with my belief. Let's read 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, so that by His poverty He could make you rich. Y'all, Jesus endured so that we could prosper. You know, Jesus left the heavenly places. He left His throne to come and be born in a, in a barn, in a haystack, naked, for us to be blessed. He left his, his throne so that we could prosper. Y'all, we have to believe that God is for us. <laughs> he demonstrated that by his faith. Jesus proved his love for us by doing something about it. We as believers have to prove our love for him by doing something about it with my wallet. Yeah, I'll see in a theme. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the wallet a lot today. Let's read Matthew nine twenty eight through twenty nine. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him and said to them, "Do you believe that I am able to do this?" They said to him, "Yes, Lord." Then he touched their eyes, saying, "According to your faith, let it be done to you." It has to start with our belief. I have to believe that God wants me to be blessed. As I was reading that scripture earlier, I was uh, thinking back. You remember when Jesus healed the disabled man? He asked him first, do you believe that I can heal you? He said yes, and then what was his next thing? Then take up, stand up, take up your mat and walk. So it's not enough. It has to start with my belief. But then Jesus said, he initially hits him with this action. If you believe, then show me. And so some of us have to take up our mat financially and begin to walk. I have to believe that God will meet my needs. But I have a part to play. I have to, to get up and start walking by faith on what God says in his word. And, and, and know that, yeah, if I, if I give God the $200 a month, my needs will be met. I really believe that you're, you know, the world is cursed by the sin of stain or the stain of sin. And I really believe if you don't, if you're not faithfully bringing in, you're giving God back his tithe then your finances are cursed. The cars break down, the washer breaks down, the leaky roof. Now, just because you give, I can't stand up here and promise that stuff is not going to happen. But I can tell you I feel a peace when that stuff happens because, you know what, I remind God, I, I've, God, I'm faithful with my tithe. Actually, we give more than a, than a 10%. And so, God, we're going through this, and I feel like the, the enemy tries to attack our cars all the time. So that stuff still happens. But y'all, I can experience peace when it does happen. And God always provides. We've never not been able to have enough money to fix it. Y'all, we're still able to go out on dates and have fun. And, but now we ain't just, that's not all we're doing. You know, paying bills, still having, God wants us to be blessed, to be able to do that stuff without struggling. Because he loves you. You got to believe that he loves you. Amen. So, there's four reasons why God wants us to be financially free and blessed. Let's go ahead and look at that, that first one. So we're going to hit four of these today. Uh, y'all. And do you know there's, there's major advantages when God's people flourish? When God's people really step into their financial blessing and realize how blessed they are, there are so many great 
that's an understatement, advantages for God's people to flourish. And he wants his people to flourish because when his people flourish, his churches flourish. When his churches flourish, his communities flourish. When communities flourish, states flourish. When states flourish, a country can flourish. When a country can flourish, are you seeing a, a pattern? And so if we could break 10, 10%, 20% of believers that begin to faithfully tithe, what couldn't we do? So there are some major advantages for believers to be spiritually and financially free. So that, that next point, God wants us to be financially free, y'all, because he's a good father. He loves and delights in blessing his children. He is a good, good father. It starts with belief like we're saying. You got to believe that on the, for, the, the, the front end. Y'all, if, if you, you got to stop constantly thinking God is mad at you. God loves you. He says, while we were yet sinners, he still went and died for us, right? So if you've come to know Jesus, why do you think he's mad at you? If you feel that way, it's probably because you have a sin issue in your life. But all you have to do is ask for forgiveness and have a repentant heart. And he is well and able to forgive. But he's not mad at you. He loves you. He lets you choose or deny him every day. And so you got to know that he's a good father. But he loves and delights in blessing his children. Y'all, uh, as a parent, as a father figure, our God don't struggle. <laughs> Any parents in the house? You want to give your kids all the stuff, right? The Bible says that we as uh, sinners know how to give good gifts. How much more does our Heavenly Father know how to give good gifts? So my father, my daddy God, you got to remember who your, who your father is, daddy God. My daddy God don't struggle. He paid the bills. He gave me more than enough. He blesses me coming and going because I know that it comes from him. Let's read Luke 12, 29 through 32. It says, uh, and so, so don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom above all else. You got to seek it first. There's the key. You got to seek his kingdom first. And then he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock. For it gives your father great happiness and pleasure to give you the kingdom. So there it is. He wants to give us everything we need. When I seek his kingdom first, I don't worry about this world because I'm seeing his world. I seek heavenly places first. This world that, that, that doesn't mean as much when I seek his face first because I know this ain't my permanent home. But he still loves me enough to give me a good home here in this temporary place. And he still pre he prepares a table for me in my heavenly place. But it's really, it's a lot like a proud father who leaves an inheritance. This is, this is our inheritance that God has established for us until he calls us home. God, he, he, that's how he meets our needs through the inheritance. Y'all know you, you have an inheritance of a king or a queen. Because <laughs> my God's a king of kings. So he, he leaves an inheritance for me. Y'all, and even when we squander our inheritance he is faithful 
Everybody remember the story of the prodigal son? Two sons, two brothers, sons of a king, one done right, one done bad. What happened when the one that did so bad, he finally had his moment of clarity and woke up in a pig slop and said, you know what, I can even eat as good as a servant in my father's house. How excited was his father when he came back home? He was, he was ecstatic. That's an understatement. Thrilled. He was so happy. So even if we've messed up, if we've dropped the ball on our tithing, on our giving, today is a new day, a new season. God says, come back. He rejoices for the one. He leaves the 99 for the one, right? He is so personal. He's not mad at, he's not mad at us. He wants us just to come back. Even when we squander the inheritance that Jesus has given us, he says, come back. I got more. I got enough to go around. Just love me. Do what I say, and you're good. Even if you drop the ball and mess up again, as long as you ask for forgiveness and repent heart, you're good. Come back. Let's try this again. Our God's that good. He's that good. Let's look at that next point. The second reason he wants us to be financially free, y'all, because... We represent him. <laughs> and I don't want to uh, say that lightly. If you are a believer and a character of Jesus Christ in your life, you represent Jesus out there. And our, our blessings bring him glory. So we represent him, and the blessings that he gives us bring him glory. So it's so important because I represent him out there and it's important that I'm financially free so that they can see that what I say and confess is real and true in my life. Because if I represent Jesus, then I should, be, uh, should have peace. I should have joy. I should be financially free. I should have you know, a decent place to live, a decent car to drive. I should... Uh, dress and act and talk a certain way and even maybe smell a certain way <laughs> because I represent the king of kings. And if I'm just walking around uh, looking like a heathen, smelling like a heathen, living in a box, uh, preaching Jesus, uh, there, might be, there might be a spiritual, <laughs> a financial problem there. Not that God doesn't love you, but does that maybe make somebody who who, who is on the outside looking in, be a little confused, like, your God ain't taking care of you all that well. Why would I want to maybe try this Jesus feller out? You know, and I don't believe that God wants everybody to be a millionaire. <laughs> he doesn't. Y'all, my prayer, honestly, is, is God, meet my needs. Don't let me go without. Let me have enough to, to, to have, you know, uh, uh, fun with our family, you know, at a reasonable level. We have a, one or two date nights a, a month. We budget and put away for stuff like that. Uh, it's all balance, but that, that I have enough that I don't go without Father God, and He has never failed me. He's never failed me. I remember when I first started tithing, it was like I was getting $100. I got a $100 bill at work from this guy. He put it in my car. Like that, that second week I started tithing, 
and I got a bunch more stories, but that was one of the craziest ones that stands out because I went to my, my, my car at lunch and there was a $100 bill sitting in my Bible. I had my Bible in my car. And I had never got a $100 bill in my life. So it wasn't some coincidence that just that next week after I started tithing, it was a real deal in my, in my spirit, y'all. When I said, I kind of died a little bit and said, okay, God, I'm going to try this. And he affirmed and confirmed me and met me right there and said, see, I told you. Do I love you? Do I got you? And I could go on and on about all the, 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 the little stories like that. Uh, but, and it's his blessings that bring him glory. When, when I got that blessing, who did I give some glory to? Jesus, right? And I shared anybody who would listen to me. Y'all, you'll never believe what my daddy God did for me. You need to start tithing. <laughs> Isn't that funny how it works? Y'all, and if we're financially free, if we're truly financially free, we have a tendency to make a better, good first impression on people. You know, you only get one chance to make a, a first impression. They call it a first impression for a reason. <laughs> You get one shot to make a first impression. And if we're financially free, mm. y'all, we can, we can meet with people and they want to talk about Jesus. We can take them out for lunch, pay for their lunch. You want to talk about Jesus? Yeah, let's meet for lunch. I got you. Bless, bless people at church. Bless people in the world. We can make a better First impression. Let's read 2 Corinthians uh, 5.20. So this is the importance of us being representatives of Christ in the world. It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We represent Christ in the world. We are ambassadors of, 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 of the Son of God. So it is very important, hear me, it is very important that we are financially Free that we look like Jesus, that we talk like Jesus, uh, that we act like Jesus. Amen? And if for some reason, if we meet somebody and they are more turned off to Jesus than they were before they met me, we have a problem. <laughs> I have not represented Jesus well. I I I've missed it somewhere. And so it's important that as we represent Jesus that we also live blameless lives. We ain't supposed to go, go to certain places. If somebody sees me at church at a certain place, they might wonder, why are you there? Certain circumstances, situations, types of relationships that as a believer I'm not called to be in because God calls me to live a blameless life. If I ain't, and even if I'm doing right and I'm in and it's someplace I'm not supposed to be, just, just the fact that maybe somebody has a picture of me at that place on Facebook and Insta and and Twitter, and wherever else. Now I have to defend myself, even if I was doing right. But God says, be blameless, and you don't even have to defend yourself. So we have to live blameless lives as well as we are representative of Jesus. Let's look at that next one. Another reason God wants us to be financially free. Because blessed people, bless people. We can't give, somebody say give, what we don't have. Y'all, blessed people are able to bless people. We can't give what we don't have. And this is really why I feel like the church is like ready to break out. Uh, but it, it's not because we just, we haven't, I'm talking world, not our, our church, the world's church. People, we, 
we're blessing people, but man, we could really bless the world if we could get more than 10% of believers to start faithfully giving. I mean, Jesus would just break out in this place. And so we can't give what we, what we don't have. But y'all, we have so much to give, and especially here in America. Y'all, we are so blessed. If you're eating three times a day, most of us are eating like five or six times a day, and it shows. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, but we, y'all, some places, they get to eat once. And it might be a bowl of rice and warm water. Warm, muddy, dirty water. And so, as believers, y'all, we always have something to give. If you're in America, you have something to give. If you are destitute and poor and living somewhere and you love Jesus, man, if he's done something in your life, without a shadow of a doubt, you have a testimony to at least give the world. And we have, we have our time, energy that we can give, right? So it's not all just about finances, Let's read Genesis 12 too. It says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. As I was reading that the other day, God wants to make us great so that we can help make others great. He says, I will bless you and make your name great. He says, I will make, I'm sorry, I will make you a great nation first and then I will bless you and then I will make your name great. God wants to do something amazing, real in your life so that you can become great, a great representative for Jesus, an ambassador for Jesus, an instrument of righteousness for Jesus, for the world, so that other people can now become great through what God's done through you. And we will be blessed. This is really how God allows us to be his hands and his feet. We say that phrase a lot, the hands and feet of Jesus. But this is really how God allows us to be that, the hands and feet of Jesus. Because if I'm blessed, now I bless others because of what God has done in my life. Now I can literally put my faith to something. I can say, you know what, I'm going to uh, adopt a child next Christmas. Or I'm going to, uh, I see if I recognize somebody who's hurting and broken, I'm going to go help them or just spend time with them or take them out or bring them a hot meal. Uh, blessed people bless people. And, and we can't give what we don't have. It, 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 hear me, if God's done anything in your life, you have something to give. Something to give. Y'all, your first ministry is always your testimony. Your first ministry will always be your testimony. It's an eyewitness account of what God has done in your life. And if you feel like you don't have something to give, you have that. You have that to share with the world. Let's look at that last point for today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this last reason God wants us to be financially free. Excuse me. Uh, is because it requires money to fulfill God's plan on the earth. The vision requires provision. I like that. Kind of rhymes. The vision requires provision. So how does God accomplish and attain his mission, his plan, his vision for the world? Through the provision that he gives his sons and daughters. It's how he, 
He accomplishes his plan and his mission. Y'all, money is necessary. It's necessary for us to attain the goal that God has for us. But y'all, it's just simply a tool. That's all it is. Nothing more. We got to quit chasing the, the money and the dollar signs. And we have to see it and recognize it as just, as just money. I'm just a filter, a conduit by which God blesses me to be a blessing. You know, I'm, I'm called to hold on and save some of that money uh, and for my, to help support my family, but it's supposed to, I'm supposed to, uh, to have open hands. If I'm holding on to my wallet like this, I'm not an open conduit for what God wants to do in my life. When I come into obedience and surrender my finances to Him, now it just freely flows through me. And God, He always provides for what He plans. Y'all, just think about this campus. We've almost been open a whole year already. <laughs> so crazy. So many awesome people. But do you know how it started? Was it God's plan? Yeah. Was it God's vision? Yeah. Praise Jesus. He shared it with Pastor Keith. Praise God. Pastor Keith was praising, or, uh, chasing Jesus. So there's the plan of God, yes. I want to make a campus in Holly Pond, Alabama because there's hurting, broken people who are going to come and grow and do amazing things for my namesake. But in order to do that, uh, we have to buy this building. Now, and this building, I'm sorry to say, was a shack, <laughs> was a dump. We were so happy to get it, but it needed some work, y'all. And so Pastor Keith laid out the plan, laid out the vision, and what did he have to do? He had to go to the, the, to the Arab campus on a Sunday morning and say, this is God's plan, this is his vision, this is what we're going to do, but we need $250,000. You know what? We raised that money in less than, I think it was about two months. But how did we attain the, the, the vision of God? God provided to his people to give. Are you thankful somebody gave? Y'all, and I want to challenge us. I've said this a couple times. I don't want this vision to perish or to get lost. In three to five years, as, as, a, as a campus of, of Arab, I want us to be a part of planning the next campus, wherever that plan and vision is. So one Sunday, I'm going to have to come to you and say, hey, we need $250,000. But if it's his plan, I know that he'll provide a way. He'll make a way. The cool thing is, if God needs $250,000 for this building through tithing and giving, that really means that God is fixing to bless $2.5 million to his people. You see how that works? So if he calls a vision that big, he's, he's about to bless, the, open the windows of heaven to be able to make that happen. So he always provides for his plans. Amen. It's just up for us to be obedient. Haley, you can come. Sorry, I meant to call you up earlier. Got a couple more scriptures before we close and enter into a time of worship for one more song. Uh, Deuteronomy again is 8.18. It says, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to get wealth. In order to fulfill the covenant, he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. So we are, we are well and able to attain the things that we need because he's empowered us to do that. And there it is, Malachi 3.10. I've been quoting it and uh, 
talking about it all morning. So y'all, y'all uh, study this out for yourselves. Pray about it. And if you still feel like you don't need to give, you come, come talk to me. Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Bring all your tithes into my house, so that there may be everything else for everybody else. He says, and now try me in this. Some versions say, and test me now in this. He's, he's saying, give it a try. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. Y'all, I could stand and talk all morning about what happens when we, by faith, do that. When I bring my tithe into his, his house, then he allows my vats to be full, my, my grain uh, places to be filled, my, my, my cars to be blessed, my, my air unit to work properly, our family to have the things that we need. And the tithe is giving back to God what is already his. Some of us, we have to put our faith to test by releasing our wallets. We have to test him. <laughs> and maybe some of us, we got nothing to lose, literally. <laughs> You've tried everything else. Why not try this? God says, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. God provides for his vision by blessing his people. And no matter how bad you may think that you have it, y'all, you are blessed. I know we're talking about finances and money, but I want you to know as we leave here today, I hope I didn't beat anybody up too bad today. Uh, but you got to know that God loves you, he forgives you, uh, and that you are blessed. You are. If you're here this morning, you are blessed. So blessed. Let's go ahead and let's get into his presence and, and bow our heads and close our eyes. And like I said, I know this was kind of a somewhat of a logical message this morning. But I just released it to the Lord and for him to do it with it, whatever he has in the hearts of men and women this morning. So I want us to pray together. Father God, we uh, God, we acknowledge you as Lord. God, and not just Lord and Savior. God, we acknowledge you as Lord over all areas of our lives, God. Lord, I pray, God, that by faith we literally bring our finances, the, the money that you bless us with, the jobs that you blessed us with. God, for us to be good stewards of that thing that you've given us. God, you call us to be good stewards of what you've given us. So I pray that that happen. God, that we multiply your kingdom. God, that we multiply Jesus and the real lives of real men and women that we come in contact with every day. God, and that we grow this church. God, I thank you, God, that we have faithful tithers every week. God, we, we pay our bills. We don't struggle. God, I thank you that this church, to an extent, is financially free. God, it's because of, of our people. God, the people that have given to your vision. And so I thank you, God. I pray right now, God, that you bless all those people that give faithfully week in and week out. God, I pray that... Uh, God, you, get, you, you let them just open the windows of heaven on their lives. God, I push to you, Father God. I pray you bless those that haven't given, God. I pray you bless them even more, Father God. Lord, I pray, God, that as they've been sitting, maybe listening to this message, God, that this be the next thing that just catapults them to the next level. Now they can go a step farther in their ministry. Now they can be a real leader. 
God, now they can really get plugged into the church and really own the church that they come to. God, and be a part of something that is real. God, and so we thank you. God, I thank you so much for who you are. God, I ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody said...